getting so cold. I ain't wait this hard since I was 18. Apologize if I say anything I don't mean. Like, what's up with your best friend? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It will definitely mean a lot. I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by my birthday. So even if you don't listen, don't watch, the, subscri- the subscription would help mightily. So I appreciate that. Last episode, I gave my all-NBA teams, all three of them, I gave my all-defensive team, and I gave my all-rookie teams. This episode, I'm going to give my awards. The finalists for the awards were announced, and I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win the awards, and we'll have a discussion. I'm also going to preview just the first round of the NBA playoffs. I'm going to go through each series, tell which one I, you know, what, what I'm going to happen, my predictions. And I'm also going to talk about Julio Jones. Of course, we heard the story that Julio Jones is is the Falcons are trying to trade him. And I'm going to give five landing spots where I think. He should or could go. But let's start with the awards. Let's start. So so the NBA, the NBA, like I said, came out with their awards or award finalists. And there are a lot of uh, people that may feel like they've gotten snubbed. A lot of people that maybe should have been in that, that didn't. We're not going to talk about that. We're just going to go through all the awards and, and who are the candidates why they should or shouldn't win, you know, we'll, we'll go that. Let's start with the coach of the year. So the three candidates is Quinn Snyder, the coach for the Utah Jazz, Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the New York Knicks, and Monty Williams, the coach of the Suns. Here's the thing. You, you know they're going to put Dan Quinn in because the Utah Jazz is the number one overall seed uh you know, you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Rudy Gobert, or Gobert, whatever you want to call him, or whatever his name is. <laughs> but I, just, I, I, I respect Quinn Snyder being on this list. I just don't feel Quinn Snyder should win. So to me, it's really, and I just don't think he should win because Utah is a really good team. If you look at the, the I mean, you one of their players is in the as a candidate for the sixth man. One of their players is a candidate in for the defensive play of the year. It's just kind of it's kind of hard for me to you, you have a really good team now of course all these teams the Suns the Knicks they're both all three of them are good but I wouldn't give it to Quinn just because you're number one overall seed I mean Utah was good last year so I I'm gonna exclude Quinn from that it's really between Tom Thibodeau and Monty Williams now for the longest man I've been I've been on the Monty Williams train. I mean, we saw what happened last year with I mean, the 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 Suns were so weren't were so bad last year that they went 8 and 0 in the in the play or in the bubble and still didn't make the the playoffs. I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm just saying that even going 8 straight in the bubble did not propel them to the 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 playoffs. And I do want to attribute a lot of of their success this year to Monty Williams and to Chris Paul. I'm not saying that uh, it's all only them. I'm not, and don't hear me say that the Suns were god awful without them. I mean, you still have De- Devin Booker was still good. You still had DeAndre Ayton. Like they they had a team, but 
the leadership of Monte and the coaching of Monte Williams and the leadership of Chris Paul really, to me, galvanized them um, to where they are. And with Tom Thibodeau, man, again, and I said last 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 episode. I did where I was right and where I was wrong. And I had no idea the Knicks were going to be this good. Even with Julius Randle, even with Tom Thibodeau, even with uh, getting Derrick Rose, I just didn't think they were going to be this good. And a lot of that, and I said, because you have a young team like that, you have Emmanuel Quickly, you you have a younger team, coaching definitely matters. So while Julius Randle and his emer- emergence is, is hella important, I do want to say, I do want to, Shine line the fact that a lot of this is because of Tom Thibodeau. But I'm going to give, or my coach of the year is going to go to Monty Williams. It's going to go to Monty Williams, one, because I think that the the Phoenix Suns are in the heart of West. I mean, you got to go up against the, the, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, uh, Golden State. Like, and who would have thought that a team that even if you go 8-0 in the bubble, they still weren't good enough to make the the, the play-in. Who would have thought that team would then be the second overall team overall seed in the in the West? Even with a Chris Paul, even with a Devin Booker, I still didn't see them being second in the West. And I think a lot of that is because of Monty Williams. So while you, I wouldn't be mad if, if Tom Thibodeau, because, again, the Knicks ain't been good since God knows how long. They haven't been in the playoffs since, I think, like 2012 or 13 like that, maybe 14. It's like, who would have thought that the Knicks, even with, you know, the Julius Randle and everything, who would have thought they'd be in the playoffs? So I wouldn't be upset if you gave to Tom Thibodeau. I am just giving my uh, coach of the year to Monty Williams because – while I didn't expect the Knicks to be this good, I didn't expect the the Phoenix Suns to be the second overall seed in the in the West. So, my coach of the year is going to go to uh, Monty Williams. Let's go six man of the year. Six man of the year. The candidates is Joe Ingles from Utah, uh, Jordan Clarkson from Utah, and Derrick Rose. First and foremost. Shouts out to Utah, man. Utah has two. Utah has two six men of the year. They have a coach of the year candidate. They have a defensive player of the year candidate, and of course, you have Donovan Mitchell, who has been well. He's been out with injury, but when he does play, he's been playing out of his mind. Utah is a is an incredibly good team, especially this year. And I understand why you would put Joe Ingles. I, I think this. This year, more than ever, the sixth man of the year was kind of, kind of, kind of down. I mean, you know, it was down when two of the candidates of the sixth man of the year. And that was like that last year when you had Lou William and, and Monte Montrez Harold. You know, it was kind of down when two players from the same team are 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 considered sixth man of the years uh, for that position. However, that doesn't take away from what Jordan Clarkson has done with Joe Ingles or Derrick Rose. The reason why I'll probably give this award to Jordan Clarkson is because of the injury to Donovan Mitchell. I think that with Donovan Mitchell getting hurt and Jordan Clarkson are having the ultimate green light, Jordan Clarkson's offense has been very important for the Utah Jazz. Now, if it wasn't for Donovan Mitchell going out, I would have given this award to Derrick Rose because, again, while Julius Randle is the best player and has been the best player on the the New York Knicks, I think that it's important to distinguish the fact that Derrick Rose, his his emergence and his his presence on the team, especially 
with the bench has been important. And, you know, when you, when you, when you pair him up with the, his leadership with the, with younger players like RJ Barrett, like Emmanuel quickly, like a Kevin Knox, it's, it's, it's important. And I think Derrick Rose has been incredible, man. I think he's averaging like 20 points a game. Uh, again, I, I, I was, this was one of those last minute things. Like I didn't know when I say last minute, I had Derrick Rose the whole time until I really had to sit and think like, yo, Jordan Clarkson, especially with Donovan Mitchell being out has been huge and very important for the, the, uh, the Utah jazz. So I have to give it to Jordan Clarkson again. I wouldn't be upset if you gave it to Derrick Rose. I had Derrick Rose for a minute. I definitely like Derrick Rose, but I'm going to give it to Jordan Clarkson. Let's talk about the most improved player. You have Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. You have uh, Michael Porter Jr. from the Denver Nuggets. And you have Julius Randle. To me, this is this is probably the easiest award to award. Uh, one of these players is an all-star. In my opinion, one of these players deserves and should be on an all-NBA team. I'm going to give the most improved to Julius Randle. And this is nothing against Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter, especially with Jamal Murray being out, his offense for uh, for the the Nuggets has been so important. And his his he he's starting to look like the player that a lot of a lot of experts and a lot of people that definitely watch basketball and has been watching him since high school definitely expected him to be. I mean, if it wasn't for injuries, he was good enough to be a number one overall pick. I think at a, there was a point where he was the number one ranked player in the nation. So, and, and of course, if it wasn't for injury and maybe the college he went to was Missouri, uh, he was good enough to be a number. I mean, a lot of people expected him to be a number one overall pick. So, and Jeremy Grant, uh, I didn't expect this even coming out of Denver because he was very important for Denver. I didn't expect this when he went to Detroit. I mean, his ball handling has been better. His shooting abilities has gotten better. He's been a leader on the team, even though, again, nobody would have thought, especially this is the same Jeremy Grant that we saw for the Nuggets. And while I'm not saying he wasn't good for the Nuggets, he wasn't a leader for the Nuggets. I didn't I didn't think he'd be this good. These are three really good candidates. But to me, it has to be Julius Randle. Julius Randle by a country mile, in my opinion. Again, he's the only one out of the three that has been an all-star this year that, in my opinion, is going to land on an all-NBA team. And he has the Knicks fourth in the in the in the East. The Knicks. So I have Julius Randle winning the most improved player. Let's go defensive player of the year. The candidates are Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons. First and foremost, before we keep going with this, I like Draymond Green, man. I I, I like Draymond Green. Draymond Green is one of the most underrated defenders in, in league history, in my opinion. Just this year, I would not have put him over Bam. Uh, do I think Bam's gonna would have won if he were in this? No, but... I just I, I couldn't put him over Bam. Bam, what Bam Adebayo was doing with the Miami Heat and his rim protection, and while he's not able, you, you can't switch him on everyone. His quickness allows him to play and guard some of the threes and some of the fours. So, and 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 he's he's been incredible this whole year. So while again I like Draymond Green, I don't know if I would have put him as a finalist, but here he is. 
And do I think he's going to win? No, but I do think that we have to shine light on the fact that Draymond Green, year after year, he's one of the best on-ball defenders and one of the smartest uh, defenders that we have in the league. And he, what he, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that he does, he's one of those people that a lot of stuff he does does not end up on a stat sheet. And, and because of that, a lot of people may want to call him trash. Now, I do think he needs to work on his offense, especially with if, if Golden State wants any chance of 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 getting back to where they were. Uh, of course, Clay Thompson coming back is definitely going to help, but. Draymond Green, especially defensively, is is one of the best defenders in the league, and and while I would have put Bam as a finalist, I'm not mad that Draymond Green's a finalist. So it really comes down to Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons, and this, to me, this is probably one of the hardest decisions because you're going. It's like who do you pick? Who do you, is is it Rudy Gobert, who is an incredible rim rim protector? I think the best rim protector in the league. Um, I think he was second in in blocks. He averaged fourteen and fourteen. What he does, he allows he allows Utah to f- he his cleanup ability, especially at the rim, is so good that Utah. Donovan Mitchell is not that good of a defender. <laughs> in fact, none of Utah's guards are are really good at defending. Not Joe Ingles, not Jordan Clarkson, not not Mike Conley. They're really not good defending, but because he's so good at rim protection, they're one of the top defenses in the league. I think they're like top five in the league in defense. And this are, these are with guards and forwards that aren't that good at defending, but he his presence is that good. But Ben Simmons, on the other hand, Ben Simmons is a 6'11 monster that can he guards anywhere from the one to the five. Uh I've been jousting back and forth, man. Mm, this is what I'll say. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say my the unpopular podcast, defensive player of the year. I'm gonna give it to Ben Simmons. I'm gonna give it to Ben Simmons because again, Ben Simmons has to guard. While Rudy Gobert has been an incredible defender, and he is an incredible defender, and I wouldn't be upset if he wins, and if he does win, this will be his third, his third one. I think he's, he'll join a list with Dwight Howard, um, and what's his name, Ben Wallace, and I think an, another person were winning three or more. <sighs> ben Simmons has to guard people from the one to the five. Ben Simmons guards guards he guards forwards he guards centers and Rudy Gobert while he's an incredible defender he can't guard guards and hell we see almost every time he gets switched on a guard he ends up as a meme as a he ends up as something I mean we remember what happened with Steph Curry a couple years ago just this year I think uh Devin Booker put this man had this man on skates now again, his rim protection is crazy. His his rim protection is incredible, but I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons as defensive play of the year because he to me has to guard guards more than 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 Rudy Gobert. And of course, while he's not as he, Ben Simmons is not asked to be a rim protector like Rudy Gobert, but he is asked to pr- more than likely guard the best player on the team. So. That's why I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get Ben. I'm a, I'm going to pick Ben Simmons as the the 
Defensive Player of the Year. Let's go over to Rookie of the Year. You got Tyrese Th- uh, Th- Halliburton, you have Anthony Edwards, and you have Lamella Ball. Now, I talked about this, and shouts out to Couch Coach Live. They they did their superlatives. They invited me on, which I definitely appreciate. So go check that out. I think that was last or that was Tuesday. Go check that out. Here's first and foremost what Tyrese Halliburton has done with the Kings is incredible. Uh, he I didn't see this coming at all, uh, and unfortunately his season was ended early due to injury but I I still don't think even if he would have finished he would have won the defense or rookie of the year but it is incredible that he is a top finalist because again nobody would expect that especially him coming out of college well I didn't I think he was good in college I just didn't expect him to be a rookie of the year finalist and be this good this early so shouts out to Halliburton it's really between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. Now, the media is going to say LaMelo Ball leaps and bounds. I don't believe so. Here's the thing. Yes, LaMelo Ball, majority of this season, in my opinion, was leading. And I said this when he went out. I said he has a gap between him and Anthony Edwards as the, as the rookie of the year. But it wasn't a small gap. Because Anthony Edwards plays for the the Minnesota Timberwolves, which doesn't get a lot of love, because he's not as flashy, even though he will, we've seen multiple times where he's dunked on people. Anthony Edwards has had an incredible season. Now let's go back to the gap. While Lamelo Ball had a gap for the defense or oh, rookie of the year, he didn't have a gap that was so sizable that nothing that like. Because he went out with that injury and Anthony Edwards continued to rise and continue to play well, in my opinion, he closed the gap and ultimately over went over went overtook LaMelo Ball. Then LaMelo Ball came came back and he played incredible. But the thing is, I think Anthony Edwards continued to play good as well. Anthony Edwards, like before the season ended, Anthony Edwards had what, a couple thirty point games, like like Three out of four games, he was 25 or up. I'm going to give my rookie of the year to Anthony Edwards. Even though I love LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball is incredible. This is no shot to him. Because he was out and Anthony Edwards continued to rise and continued to play at a great, at a good level, and even with LaMelo Ball coming back and playing at a really good level, I just don't think that he didn't I, I i think anthony edwards did enough to continue or to to stay above um lamella ball when we talk about uh rookie of the year and while lamella ball had an incredible season i think his time being out definitely hurt him so i'm gonna i'm and and that does not take away from anything that anthony edwards is doing anthony edwards has been incredible and and while I don't think he would have won if LaMelo Ball didn't go out, I do th- I'm do. i not going to just snuff, snuff at the fact that he was incredible all year. He was so good that this is his first year, and he's the go-to player more than Carl Anthony Towns. So I have Anthony Edwards as my uh, rookie of the year. Then we get to the, to the, the final award, which is the MVP, most valuable player. The finalists is Steph Curry, um, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Let me first say this. 
if we're talking about no i'm not i've been i've look all of these players have a really good um really good uh what's the, what's the word what's the word really good campaign you know Steph Curry scoring champ 30 uh 32 points a game first player in NBA history to i think average 5 uh threes a game he uh, with a team that's mostly compiled of uh G League players due to injury from Klay Thompson uh James the Wiseman he was able to 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 take that team to the eighth seed in the playoffs. Now, I'm sh- I'm recording this in the afternoon on Tuesday, so I'm not 100 percent sure. And we'll talk about this a little bit in a minute when we talk about the playoff like predictions in the first round. If they win, I think a lot of it is going to be contingent on if they win against Memphis. Uh, so we'll see, but. You know he he propelled. We we know the incredible. He's having statistically one of the best seasons in NBA history. He's having arguably his best season, and this is rivaling with a season where he was a unanimous MVP. Uh, and that's Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry. I mean, we know. I mean, the other night he dropped. Like Steph Curry is is probably the most exciting player in the league at this moment. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, there's an argument right now if he's the best. Of course, you, you, there's a lot of players that you can put in there, but there's no there's no question that he is the most exciting player. Then you go over Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, and the 76ers, along with Ben Simmons, are the number one seed in the East. And I was one person. Doc Rivers to me could have been a finalist for Coach of the Year because I was one person that didn't think that the the Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were going to work. I mean, I thought we saw their ceiling together, and and I was on the table saying one of one of them had to go. But what Doc Rivers has done and what Joel Embiid has done has has propelled them to the number one seed in the in the East, and. A lot of people think this could be the year to win it all. I mean, you have a big man that is a def- I mean, that is a, a MVP candidate. You have uh, Ben Simmons, who could win Defensive Player of the Year. Doc Rivers. Uh, you have good shooting in Seth Curry. You have other defenders like uh, Martise Thimbel. They have a lot of talent, and ben- Joel Embiid is putting up numbers that we haven't seen since Shaq. And with that. <laughs> That that is a feat right there. So, you know, it, it's definitely. I think he's averaging. I mean, I know he's averaging over thirty. So, and Nikola Jokic, he's top five in the NBA in scoring, top five in rebounds, top five in assists. We haven't seen. That's usually not not done from a guard. I mean, from a from a center. Not to mention he has guard like abilities of, as far as passing, as far as dribbling, like. I've said I say this all the time, and I will I will go to my grave saying that Joel and I mean no that Nikola Jokic is one of the most skilled big men we've ever seen in the league. I'm not saying he is the most, but he is one of the most I would say arguably top five skilled big men that we've ever seen in the league. Now, people know I'm a big Steph Curry fan. Like I'm a I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I like what he means to the league. I like what he what he represents as far as basketball as a whole. I think Steph Curry is, in my opinion, the second best point guard of all time. We can debate, leave in the comments. I don't mind talking about it. But here's why 
I'm going to give the MVP to Nikola Jokic. And I think this is this is an, a, a this is a big reason why I think the league will give it to Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is the only one out of the three that has played every game this year. And I don't think the not only is he the only one that's played in every game this year, his second best player is out. Now, I understand that Steph Curry's second best player, which is Klay Thompson, is out. But Nikola Jokic's second best player, which is Jamal Murray, is out due to an injury. Nikola Jokic, out of the three, are the only one that is top five in the league. Not top five on his team. Top five in the league in points. Top five in scoring. I mean, in, in rebounds. And top five in assists. And this is a center that we're talking about not to mention like i said he played all every game i think the league wants to that you kind of want to award somebody especially when you you know we've been talking about load management talking about uh more 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 this season than ever the huge increase in injuries due to the 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 uh shrunking off season that we had Nikola Jokic being a being available every game means something. And I think he's been even though if we talk about excitement factor, Steph Curry would should would definitely win. And especially if we're talking about value, Steph Curry would be up there too. But I think Nikola Jokic has been incredible and very valuable to the Nuggets. Don't don't get that twisted. Nikola Jokic has been crazy valuable to the Nuggets. And because of that, I think Nikola Jokic will win the MVP. I think he deserves the MVP. Uh again, I, I res- not to mention he's got he he got the Denver Nuggets to the sec- third overall seed, I believe. And this is even without uh Jamal Murray. And I think that that helps him over Steph because even though you're playing with a team pretty much full of G leaguers um and of course Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green, you have gotten your team to the A seed. So I think I think the MVP will go to Nikola Jokic, and rightfully so. I think he he has uh, he's definitely cemented himself as one of the most skilled big men ever. And I think I mean he's the only one that's played only one out of Steph Curry and and Joel Embiid that's played all um, all game all the games this year. So you know he's definitely been available. So. Those are my awards. Those are the people, you know, if you if you feel differently or who do you think is going to be MVP? Who do you think is going to uh, win rookie of the year, defensive play of the year, coach of the year? Like, who do you think is going to win? Leave in the comments. We can talk about it. If you agree with what I say, leave in the comments. Hey, I, w- I want some love, too, man. So, but yeah, man, let's let's have a conversation. Who do you think is going to win an award? And and and, you know, just let me know. So let's go over to the playoffs. I mean, let's go over to the playoffs. So the West, I mean, the East is pretty much all finished up as of right now. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens tonight with Golden State and Memphis. I, I think Golden State is gonna win. So I'm gonna put if I'm wrong, hey, I'll be wrong, but I'm gonna put them in the eighth spot. But let's just talk about the East. The East to me is is very intriguing for a lot of reasons. Uh, a lot of matchups, uh, especially in the second round, are going to be very interesting. But in this episode, I'm only going to talk about the first round. I'm only going to give my first round predictions. I'm only going to do that. So 
let's start with the top of the. We're going to start with the Western. I mean, Eastern Conference. You have the the Philly, which is number one overall seed against Washington. First and foremost, Washington had a zero point six percent chance to make the the playoffs because they were god awful. Now injuries, COVID hit that hit Washington. Now of course it hit everybody in the league, but it hit Washington more than anybody. I mean, Bradley Bill was out. Uh, I think Washington missed like nine straight games. Uh, you had Russell Westbrook was out with injury. Thomas Bryant. Uh, Danny was out. Like, there was a lot of people. Washington got affected heavy with injury and injury and uh, and COVID. And a lot of people are surprised that they went, what, 18 and 7 their last, last few games. But that, you know, it takes a minute to build chemistry, especially when you bring on a player like Russell Westbrook. And, of course, you have to play with all your people. You still have Bortons. You still have – you brought Robin Lopez and you brought Alex Lynn. So, congratulations to Washington for, you know, making it to the playoffs in the eighth seed. Especially, you know, they just they destroyed Indiana, man. They, they was, it was – Indiana didn't even look like they wanted to play. With all that being said, though, <laughs> I don't see them winning a game against Philly. Uh, they, to me, they don't have an answer – they don't have an answer for Joel Embiid. Uh, they don't really have an answer for Ben Simmons. Well, I will say this. You're going to have to make Ben Simmons shoot. Uh, you're going to have to make him shoot, which, I mean, it's easier said than done because I think that's everyone's game plan is is stop Joel Embiid, make him shoot. But there's a reason why Joel Embiid's in the uh, MVP discussion. So I just, it's hard for me to, I'll, you know what, I'll say this. I'm going to say, Washington gets one at home. I'm going to say Bradley Bill goes crazy or or Russell Westbrook goes crazy because Ben Simmons can't go. Oh, shoot. But they, they do have a thine ball. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say Philly wins 4-1. I'm going to give Wash. I'm going to do a gentleman sweep. I'm, I, I can't, I'm going to give Washington a game. I'm going to Russell Westbrook is going to go crazy. Or Ben or Bally Bill is gonna go crazy, and and Washington is one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, and uh, I'm gonna give four one. So I got Philly advancing to the second round. The Knicks and Atlanta, which is the four and five position, is is definitely intriguing. Both of them are forty one and thirty one. Of course, it's they're pretty much two different play styles. You have. Uh, defensive rugged team in the Knicks of course most Tom Thibodeau teams are defensive and rugged going up against the high flying the up and down Atlanta Hawks you have John Collins you have Trey Young you have that that core and of course you have Julius Randle and Derrick Rose and RJ Barrett I think that I, I just don't think that Atlanta has somebody that can slow down Julius Randle I think that this this matchup can go to seven games, but I just think Julius Randle is the best player in this series. And when you have the best player, usually you win. Now, it doesn't always happen, but usually you win, especially in the first round. So I'm going to go with New York beating Atlanta. Uh, and not, not to mention, Atlanta doesn't play that good a defense for me, especially when you're going up against, uh, like I said, a Derrick Rose, uh, a R.J. Barrett, uh, Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, who can kind of neutralize Clint Capella. 
I just, I just, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I just don't, I think Julius Randle is the best player in the series and that's going to be a a tough series for, for Atlanta. So I think it's going to be a tough series for New York as well. Cause like I said, they're two different play styles, but I just have New York winning in six, seven or six, six or seven games. Probably the most intriguing matchup in the Eastern conference. The first round is Milwaukee and, 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 uh, Minnesota, Milwaukee, and the Heat. Now, it's most intriguing, one, because of what happened last year. Of course, the Heat were the, was the team that knocked out Milwaukee in the bubble playoffs. Of course, Giannis got hurt, but even still, I don't think they would have won even if Giannis was, was completely healthy. And Miami, you know, they present a lot of problems, and they pres- they their team that, I will say this, if you want a team that is perfectly built to stop Giannis and slow down the Bucks, it is the Miami Heat. You have Bam Adebayo, you have uh, uh what's his name? You have Jimmy Butler, you have Tyler Euro, Duncan. Like they they have a really good team and a tall team at that. Even though you have Dragic, they have a pretty tall team. I'll say this though, I think. Drew Holiday makes all the difference in this series. Uh, one thing that we saw last year is they had a tough time creating offense outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo and and Chris Middleton. But we've seen that Chris Middleton can can have his 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 waves of of talent. As far as one game, he'll be incredible and get damn, he got fifty. Next game is like. Oh shoot, Chris Middleton only got 10 points. Like that that's that's the Chris Middleton we're dealing with. He's an incredible player. He's been an all-star. He's good. It's just you don't know what you're going to get from him night after night. I think Drew Holiday being on there, which means it takes some pressure off of Giannis, takes some pressure off of Chris Middleton, takes some pressure off of Brooke Lopez. I think that makes all the difference. I think uh Giannis is going to I, I and the thing about the thing about Miami even though you have Tyler Euro, even though you have Duncan, even though you have some of the pieces that they have, they're not that good offensively. Uh, some nights they can just destroy you from three. But other nights they're really not good. Now they're calling Carter's defense, but they're not really that good offensively. Hell, Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, is a superstar, but he is not a great offensive player. I think he's a super superstar from his defense and his intangibles. Um so I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I'm going to go with Milwaukee in probably six or seven games. I think this is not a quick series for me because both teams are pretty evenly matched, even though one's a third seed and one's a sixth seed. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, but I think that Giannis is the best player, and I think the addition of Drew Holiday definitely would have made a difference last year, and I think it's going to make a difference this year. So I have Milwaukee beating Miami, and I'll probably say six or seven games. Then you have Brooklyn and Boston. Now, this is very intriguing as far as Kevin Durant against Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden against Jason Tatum. And as we've seen, Jason Tatum can, I mean, he just had 50 the other night against Washington. He can go for 50 easy. The problem is, though, that's that's about it. Boston, Boston has incredibly underachieved this entire year. There should be no reason why 
the 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 roster that Boston had, there should be no reason they should have been in the playing game or playing tournament. But I digress. They were there. I just while Jason Tatum and 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 uh, Jason Tatum is is probably the their best you know probably is their best player and can have a can have a a good game i don't see i don't see them matching the firepower that is brooklyn even even though brooklyn doesn't play that good a defense brooklyn's problem is defending the defending the 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 paint and really defending like taller players the problem is when you're taller players tristan thompson that's that's not putting fear in anybody so i have this being a really quick series i probably have this probably five games i think one game jason tatum's gonna put him on their back or something like that and maybe get a a 40 bird or or 50 bird but i don't see this game i mean boston's incredibly underachieved now a lot of that is due to injury kimball walker did miss a lot of time jalen brown is out for the season now uh uh, marcus marcus smart missed a lot of time but even with all that i mean I, i just don't see them or let me say this: where they are now, I don't see them beating Brooklyn more than maybe once, uh, because I mean, nah. So I have I have Brooklyn beating Boston probably in five games. I'll give I'll give Jason Tatum a game. Let's go to the Western Conference now. Again, as we as I'm recording, I'm not a hundred percent sure if Golden State is going to beat Memphis in the plan, but I'm going to assume they do. So if I'm wrong, hey, I apologize to Memphis. I apologize to the listeners. It is what it is. I'm going to say Utah against Golden State. I think this is very intriguing because you're getting Donovan Mitchell back. Uh, You're getting Donovan Mitchell back, which he's been out with an ankle injury. However, (laughs) you're going up against the, the the, 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 the pretty much the best player right now in the league as far as being hot, and that's Steph Curry. I am not going to go and say that this is going to be upset because I don't think it is. I think that Utah, I mean, there's a reason why they're the number one overall seed. They're top 10 in offense and top 10 in defense. I, But I will say that this game, this is going to go six games. I have uh, Utah winning probably 4-2 uh, because I think Utah is going to find a – ain't nobody stopping Curry. But you're going to have to make, you know, the others, I guess, and – when you have to depend on a, a Andrew Wiggins, uh, Toscano Anderson, a Jordan Poole, a, a Draymond Green, I don't know if, if, especially offensively, I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Now, if they play defense like they played against the Lakers the other day, they can definitely win this series. But I'm, I'm going to say this is going to go six games. But I'm going to pick Utah over Golden State. You have the 4-5 matchup, which is the Clippers and Dallas. This is a match. This is a rematch of first round last year in the bubble. I think that, but I think that these teams are are, are drastically different as far as uh, dynamic, as far as how they were last year, this year. While no, even though Kawhi Leonard is a great defender, even though Paul George is a good defender, I don't think that they'll be able to slow down Luca. However, it's really pretty much Luca and everything. KCP, I mean, no. Oof. Porzingis has been good, but he has kind of been up and down, and I just don't think they have they they don't have anybody that can stop Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. So I think that the Clippers are going to win probably in six games. So I have I have the Clippers winning in six. Then you have Denver and Portland. I don't think Portland has. 
No. I think this this is when you're going to start to see the absence of Donovan, I mean, no, of uh, of Jamal Murray. I don't think Portland, because Portland doesn't have to guard a, John, a, a, uh, a Jamal Murray, I think that, I think that Damian Lillard is going to have a field day with <laughs> with this team. Um, now, yeah, Nikola Jokic, I, I just said he's probably going to win MVP. But when you're going up against, you need someone that can that can give you maybe 30 or 40 against a Damian Lillard, against a CJ McCollum, against a Carmelo Anthony, against an Enos Cantor, against a, a Nurkic. So I just think, I think Portland has, now Portland don't play no, even with Robert, uh, Robert Covington, who's been injured, they don't play no freaking defense. So I think that's gonna. I think there's gonna be a longer series. But I, I just think because you have Dame, uh, because you have CJ and and Portland's firepower, and while you have Michael Porter Jr., you don't really have anybody else that can really put the ball on the ground and and like break break somebody down and and give you give you a bucket. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Portland. Probably in seven games. I'll pick Portland in seven. And then you have Phoenix in LA. Now, while Phoenix was a really good story, uh, you you know, to me, you have Chris Paul, who could have been the MVP conversation. You have Monty Williams, who I have winning the coach of the year. You know, Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Hayden, uh, Mikael Bridge. Like, you have a lot of good players. I don't see... I see this. You can. I, I. This can go six games, but I don't see anyone that can stop a LeBron. They don't have anyone that can stop LeBron James. They don't have anyone that can stop Anthony Davis. Yeah, you can throw Crowder on LeBron, but I mean, no. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, I don't really see. I don't. I don't see if you don't have anyone to stop their best two players. Now I understand LeBron James is is not a hundred percent right now. But you still don't have anyone to stop him or Anthony Davis. So because of that, I have Phoenix losing. And I have them losing pr- probably six. I'll, I'll give them six. I, I think, yeah, I'll give them six. If there's if there's one team that I or one series that's upset, that, that's a question that I got. What's the upset in, in, in both conferences? I can see Miami beating Milwaukee. I can see that. I can see Jimmy Butler, uh, you know. Close, you know them them walling up Giannis. Uh, I can see Bam going crazy. I can see Jimmy Butler going crazy. I can see Tyler Euro going crazy like he did. Even though Tyler Euro hasn't had the best season, I can I can see that upset. And in the West, I honestly can see Golden State beating Utah because you have Steph Curry. Because you know they're they're I think number one in assists. They they can beat Utah. Now will it? I don't know. But those those are the two upsets that I can see. I, you know, so when when the second round comes, I'm going to do a prediction of the second round and, and so on and so forth. But those are my predictions of the first round. Let me know how you feel. Let me know what you think. Um, if you disagree, of course, I, I say it all the time. But you can always leave it in the comments. I definitely I, for people. You can just go to the comments. Look, I, I, I usually respond. It's 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 fun talking to you guys. But before we go. uh Oh, man. <laughs> I should have switched. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, man? It is okay. Before we go, uh, the I, I don't know if I talked about this before. I believe I have. I just can't remember. Julio Jones, the the and the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are trying to trade Julio Jones. First and foremost, let's let's talk about why they're trying to trade Julio Jones. 
Julio Jones is arguably the best when healthy. There's really no argument. When healthy, Julio Jones is the best uh, wide receiver in the league. His size, his speed, his catching ability, his catch radius. He is he's the best when healthy. He's the best player or best wide receiver in the league. So you're asking yourself, why are they trying to trade the best wide receiver in the league? Why is why would any team try to trade the best wide receiver in the league? The problem is he has suffered a couple injuries um, recently, which def- definitely has hampered his his playing ability. Also, you have to look at the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons is god awful, and when your two best players. Uh, are making as much as they are, which is Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, and they really have no cap space. They can't build their team, and they they're 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 awful offensively, as far as probably the running game sucks. Even with Todd Gurley, they're awful at they're and they're they're one of the worst defenses in the league, and arguably one of the worst in NFL history. So with that, it's like. Either you build around those two, but they've tried to build around the two and it hasn't worked. And I'm not saying it's because of Julio, but you know, they they the worst thing you want to do is have your money wrapped up in a wide receiver and a quarterback, and your defense sucks, your offensive line sucks, your running running positions, the team all everywhere else sucks. So in order to try and build around the team, you of course have to trade somebody. And so that's why the Atlanta Falcons, not to mention, while he is the best wide receiver when healthy, he hasn't really been too healthy the last few years. And because of that, his he, while his talent, uh, his talent definitely justifies the contract, his availability does not. So that's probably why they're trying to trade him. So what I want to do before we go is I'm going to give five destinations where I think he could he could be very important and flourish at. Number five, and I have to say it, Washington. You, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, while I don't think he is a starting quarterback for an entire season, he can he can sling the ball. And we know how he's a gunslinger. He will throw the ball and throw the ball a lot. And then you pair him alongside a, a Chris Samuel or Chris Sims or the Chris Samuel, Chris Samuels. Uh, you pair him alongside Terry, Terry McLaurin. Of course, you got Antonio Gibson as the running running back. This team that he would be incredible for Washington. Washington still to me, while you did, they did address the wide receiver position in the draft. They can still I mean, he's the top wide receiver in the league, man. So I'll say Washington at number five. I say 49ers are number number four. Of course, we, everyone a lot, you know, and everyone says how incredible a player would be in the Kyle Shanahan offense, which of course is is true. I mean, you look at what what he did with with uh, Jimmy G. Uh, you look at what he did with. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's Kyle Shanahan. He he helped get RG three a a uh, uh, rookie of the year. So. But, you know, you pair him alongside Jimmy G or Trey Lance, that, you know, that that would be a, a, a yeah, that would be a, that'd be a crazy team, man. Number three, I'll say New England. I think they need, he needs, New England would need him more than he needs New England. But you pair him along with, with Cam Newton. Uh, and, the, and of course, you have Hunter Henry, the Judon Smith, like, 
Yeah. yeah. Or Ju- uh, Juwan's, whatever. Or, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, the other tight end. <laughs> that that'll be, you know, one thing that we always know about New England is they have a tough time evaluating talent at the wide receiver position. I mean, when you think Nikhil Harry is – I'm not going to – I always talk about the kill. I, I be killing the kill Harry, bro. I'm just saying, man. You come on, bro. But, yeah, no. It – you – it's not It's not surprising that Tom Brady's best year as far as, like, statistically in New England is when he had Randy Moss. So, uh, I think Cam Newton alongside with Julio Jones would be incredible. Number two, I have Green Bay. First and foremost, Green Bay needs to do a lot to try to get Aaron Rodgers to even want to come back. And I think this will definitely help a lot when you have Deon- Devontae Adams on one side and Julio Jones on the other. Um, all I mean, I know that the, the, the root of Green Bay's problems is, of course, more than, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanting a wide receiver. It's a lot more than that, but... Definitely getting the top wide receiver in the in the in football, in my opinion, will definitely help alongside of Devontae Adams. That that would definitely, to me, put Green Bay over the top and definitely I'm not gonna say a, a Super Bowl favorite, but it definitely has enough, especially offensively and with Aaron Rodgers. I think they definitely have enough to at least make it to the Super Bowl. So number two, I have Green Bay. And number one, I have Baltimore. I, this is one of those things where Baltimore needs him more than he needs Baltimore, but you pair you pair Julio Jones alongside Lamar Jackson, and and a lot of people say Lamar Jackson can't pass the ball, even though his passer rating is ninety nine. It's look Lamar Jackson. They just you, and I said this before. You need to develop the offensive. I mean, you need to develop the passing game. But you need number one receivers. And Julio Jones is the number one receiver. I understand you get Rashad Bateman from the draft. So you get Sammy Watkins. And you still have Hollywood Brown. But imagine all those three alongside Julio Jones. Plus you have Lamar Jackson, his running ability. You have Gus Edwards. You have uh, Dobbins. Like Julio Jones, to me, you get Julio Jones in that team. They are... I'm not going to say better, but they they definitely to me would be eye to eye looking at the looking at a uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if they'll be able to beat Kansas City Chiefs, but they'll definitely be looking eye to eye as far as AFC uh goes. So my top 5 destinations for Julio Jones would be Washington, the 49ers, New England, Green Bay, and Baltimore. And that's been this or today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I definitely appreciate you guys. You guys, you know, I, I think this is short and short and sweet episode, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys mean a lot to me. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers by my birthday, which is in July. It will definitely mean a lot. Um, if you want an unpopular podcast shirt, hoodie, uh, joggers, sweatshirt, uh, long sleeve, the link is in the description below. Any color you want, I got you. Just click on that. Click on the item, select the color. I got you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to see about shorts too. So definitely be on the lookout for shorts. But again, this has, been, this has been the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Take it to heart. We the best music. Take it.
Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled. Scratched a million off my checklist three years ago. At two zeros to the one, I'm in a different mode. It's my life, do what I want, I be with different hoes. You know the pick and roll, I picked her up and sent her home. I got rich, I'm strong, we get them in and get them gone. You know Trappy just got out, I ain't have to put them on. We the ones who got the numbers to put the city on. It's the middle of the summer, I got a hoodie on. My demon time ain't nothing nice, I try not to wear nothing tight. I came up off of shooting dice, yeah. My little brother ain't living right, my sister them doing all right. My cousin them still serving life, yeah. Seen the robber, robber digging, I seen the preacher get caught for cheating. I break the bank for one of my people, I said I'm the one, they didn't believe me. I show them the facts, now they all need me. I'ma get cake as long as I'm breathing, they making it hard, this shit really is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'ma turn up on a hater every chance that I get. I'm on the biggest watch they got, don't care if that shit hurt my wrist. All these hoes fuck on us all, I wish I would claim that bitch. They get hard when they get guns, we got a hood full of sticks. Soon as they say we can't come, you know we'll run around that bitch. You can miss me with that shit, you know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. You know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. Yeah. She think I'm a regular rapper, I'm not. One person come tell me we fucking you block. Watch me run this shit to the tip of the top. Yeah. Keep going. Put my kids in Givenchy, she must ain't one plus one is three. I can't support your personal needs. She don't got a mortgage, moved in with a knee. These niggas be capping them cars, be leased. Youngers in charge, I speak for the streets. I would nod and nod, they woke up a beast. Struggle with me, we used to have water for dinner. We didn't have nothing to eat. Soon as I get on his ad, they gon' look on me bad. I'm like, damn, he was fucking with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a turn up on a hater every chance that I get. I'm on the biggest watch they got, don't care if that shit hurt my wrist. All these hoes fuck on us all, I wish I would claim that bitch. They get hard when they get guns, we got a hood full of sticks. Soon as they say we can't come, you know we'll run around that bitch. You can miss me with that shit, you know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. You know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. I'm from the trench, nigga be tucked on the net, but really be there for attention. But busy be talking like they really rich, but really be begging me under my pictures. I give up 40, 50,000 cash and start up a business. I spend that shit at the dentist. I'd rather fucking pay up a rent for a year just to get out of her feelings. I'm in the Lambo truck on my hood, nobody gon' tell me shit. Going to Cali, I pick my weed for sure. Nobody gon' mail me shit. Dice game, crops a CeeLo. I need cash, don't sell me shit. Baby got his hood, I'm smashing. You can tell they really wish. Drop the low, ain't no room right now. I took her to the O. Then I put up on the lamp, cause she a fan of Boonie Mo. I got the city on lock, fucking up all the ops. I be around with $3 million in jewelry, I'm standing on all the blocks. This an anthem, mm hmm. Dropping the six in the phantom, mm. Black Rose truck with the always seems to remind me, I'm sitting on Panda, mm. I love my cousin, she was a dancer. I love my brother, he was a scammer. Sit on my lap, cause I'm pulling her tracks, and I fuck on the back, cause she calling me handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a turn up on a hater every chance that I get. I'm on the biggest watch they got, don't care if that shit hurt my wrist. All these hoes fuck on us all, I wish I would claim that bitch. They get hard when they get guns, we got a hood full of sticks. Soon as they say we can't come, you know we'll run around that bitch. You can miss me with that shit, you know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes. You know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes.